What's up, you guys, and welcome to our podcast, Is This Movie Still Good?, where we watch our childhood movies to see if this movie is still good. I'm joined by my co-host and co-host only, not my fiancé, Harrison Fagan. That was worse than the outtake that we just did. (laughs) It's fine. We're keeping it. Um, Harrison has brought us another childhood movie. Surprise. It's a sports movie this time. Yeah, we'll see if Mia actually records the second half of the podcast. Okay, well, I, I was just thinking that we have watched... A basketball movie, a race car movie, NASCAR movie. Uh huh. What else have we watched? A golf movie. A golf movie. And now we're going to watch a football movie. A football movie. So we're going to make it through the whole trifecta eventually. Just wait till we get to uh, the replacements or whatever. No, not the replacements. What was that movie with like uh, Rob Schneider where they like played against 13 year old kids? What the fuck? Yeah, there was like a baseball movie. The like Longest that. Any- Yard? No, The Longest Yard's a good one too. Um, but what we are here to watch today is Remember the Titans. Wait, a- wait, why do we have to remember them? Well, I'm going to get into that. It's a 2000 American biographical sports film produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and directed by... I'm not going to try and say that name. The screenplay, written by Gregory Allen Howard, is based on the true story of African-American coach Herman Boone, portrayed by Denzel Washington, and his attempt to integrate the T.C. Williams High School football team in Alexandria, Virginia in 1971. Will Patton portrays Bill Yost, Boone's assistant coach, real-life athletes Gary Bertier, or Bertier, I don't know, Why and you- Julius Campbell are portrayed by Ryan Hurst and Wood Harris, respectively. Why did you have to read that? No, I just that was that was how I talk. Oh, oh, right, that's what you. That's yeah, what you I definitely remembered. didn't just. Re- I, yeah, I definitely didn't just read the Wikipedia summary. Definitely, just to figure out the best way to. Okay, so is this a movie, this movie about like the whole football team that goes up in an airplane and blows up? Basically? No, that's We Are Marshall. <laughs> Wait, this isn't it. <laughs> no, this is not. <laughs> I've been going. Did into- you have to spit into the <laughs> microphone and then slam your hands down on the? Okay, so what do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about this movie? Did you get that joke? Yeah, it was it wasn't really a joke. I mean, you said the word remember. Exactly. Do you remember the Titans? Yes, I remember the Titans pretty well actually. I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. Um I remember being like confused because I didn't really understand I I don't think like I think I was very young when I watched this and I didn't fully understand the concept of racism and I was just like why can't they just get along it was a very white privilege moment yeah in my wait, childhood. tell me where you grew up Newport Beach yeah that explains it <laughs> yeah um so you know it taught me that there was obviously times when there was less racial tolerance in this country than there is well than I was led to believe as a child that there was now I mean We've gotten better, but... Have we? A little. Uh, I mean... Incremental, very, very small progress. Yes. One step forward is two steps back, basically. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) But it's an inspirational story. The coach comes in and basically, like, after, you know, like, using coaching strategies from movies, uh, he basically gets this team to come together despite their differences, and they learn that, like... The the only thing that matters is on-field talent. So when did you first watch this movie? Do you, do you recall a time where you watched it for the first time? Uh, I don't know what movie. What, this came out in 2001? So I was probably like 10. 2000, so I was like 9 when this came out. Okay. And I, re- I think I saw it in theaters. Oh, you saw it in theaters? Pretty sure. Were you a big football fan at all? No, not really. Really? Then why did you want to watch this? 
Uh, I think my parents just took me. They're like, sports, he likes it. That's all he's going to watch growing up. So he can <laughs> grow up and torture his fiance on their podcast. <laughs> Basically. No, you're going to like this movie, I think. I think it's like, I, I honestly think this one's going to hold up. Why do you think that? Well, because a lot of people still talk positively about it. as like Denzel Washington's portrayal of the coach, which is like, we can get into this on the second half of it, like how close to historical accuracy it actually is. But, oh, um, no. you know, he's very uh, he, he's very charismatic. He gets the team to come together. It, it, it's a really feel-good story. It's the type of movie where you walk out of it and you're like, wow, good job, Denzel Washington. You fixed racism. <laughs> but why are we, do we have to remember the Titans? What are we remembering them about? I, I think they were the first integrated or one of the first integrated football teams to actually like compete. There's like a lot of, if I remember correctly, there's a lot of prejudice they have to deal with because of that. I just feel like this title of this movie is very like demanding. Like you remember the Titans. No, it's, it, it it's like, plays whoa, into the no, movie. It's you like, know what? Calm down. Maybe you only do some research because I don't remember. It plays into the movie. It's like, I don't know if this is historically accurate either, but it's like their rallying cry. Is this the one where they all shout, Rudy. Rudy, no, Rudy. That's not, you you have to know that that's not this one. Is it not? How many football movies are out there? There's so many. What? You disappoint me. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so you think it's going to hold up? Yeah, I do. Why? Because it's a Disney. Oh, it's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, it's right? a Disney movie. It's got, uh, it's got Turk from Scrubs is in it. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Ryan Gosling's in this movie? Yeah. I already like it already. Like a pre, pre-breakout pre Ryan Gosling. Oh, even better. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here for this. This is like, I think, his first big role. It's the first movie I remember seeing him in. Mm. No, he was a, he's been a child actor for a while. No, oh, you're well. Ryan Gosling shit. All right. Well, you haven't I'm even sorry. seen La La Land. Mm, probably never will. Ugh. Anyways. Um, all right. So we're going to watch this Ryan Gosling movie. Definitely not about football. All about Ryan Gosling. Now that you've put that in my mind, that's all I'm going to see. Remember Ryan Gosling. <laughs> okay, so we are back. We just watched Remember the Titans, Mia, for the first time. And I just before we get started, I just wanted to note that the format for this one is going to be a little bit different. We normally talk about funniest moments and stuff like that. And this one is going to... We'll still talk about the stuff that we found funny. But this one's just going to be a little bit different because it's not a, it's not a comedy. And so we're going to start out by talking... Uh, Mia's still going to try and summarize the movie in less than 90 seconds. And um, I am going to... And then we're going to talk about just like our thoughts on the movie. Like me, whether I think it held up. Her, whether she thought it was good. And then get into a little bit of like what was real and what was not about this movie. Really? <laughs> Keep going. Just okay. go. Well, I see how you thought of my serious intro. So, <laughs> I will throw it to you. 90 seconds, Mia, summarize this movie. Disclaimer, anything she does or says in this podcast that is offensive, I do not endorse. Um, I just want to note that because I feel like she's going to say some things that are going to make me very uncomfortable, that are going to make me think she is prematurely ending her career, um, and that are going to think that she is going to drag me down with her. That's and our so, entire relationship, though. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so please just like... I, I know. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I can do this. All right, 90 seconds. Are uh, you going to count me down? No, you're good. You, you have, you have uh, 88 seconds now. <laughs> okay, so basically um, it's in the South, somewhere in the South. I don't know what state it was in. Um, south, because everyone talked with a twang and there was racism. So South. Um, 
uh, it was a football team and is integrated and they needed a new coach and um, Denzel Washington becomes the coach and um, basically fix race, fixes racism. Okay, so that that was your plot. Well, honestly, I was basically the plot. Yeah, that was not, um, you know, that was not actually that. Do you see inaccurate. how I did that? Yeah, I'm looking and I think it's, uh, I think it was Virginia, right? South. Just say South. It doesn't, it's fine. Yeah, it was Virginia um, that this movie took place in. But the South, yes. Yeah. Okay. See how I, yeah. Yeah, you that mostly. Was, that that was, was it. That's all. I mean, that wasn't like an all-encompassing. But yeah, I guess in case you forgot that the movie was about an integrated high school that won football games and learned tolerance for each other, then yes, Mia reminded you of that in case that was the only thing that you forgot about this movie. And they didn't die in a plane crash and they didn't chant Rudy and no one listened to a radio and said radio. No, all different sports movies. <laughs> somehow you've apparently seen every single football movie I other than this like one. I just feel like they're probably all the same. No, they're, this one's different. Um, okay, so I guess as someone who watched it for the first time, what did you think of it? Um, I thought, you know, the beginning it was kind of boring. It was kind of slow. They're like, ooh, we like football. We like football and stuff like that, and it's like, okay. But then it kind of picked up towards, like, when they went to um, their little camp thing, and you kind of got to see the dynamic between the white players and the African-American players and kind of how they learned to kind of get along and stuff like that. Um, side note, this soundtrack slaps hard. Like... Yeah, you this mocked a, me for saying that before we watched the movie, but I told you the soundtrack a, is honestly one of the best parts holy, of the movie. Yeah, I know. Like Guardians of the Galaxy just is not that. Guardians soundtrack. of the Galaxy tried to be what this movie she, is. No, so I feel like remember the Titans walked, so Guardians of the Galaxy can run. <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack wise, um, yeah, I think I think what I liked most about it was kind of the relationships and kind of the human aspect of it. The football... Pl- the Them fo- learning tolerance for each other. Basically, yeah. The football part, I couldn't care less. I was like, they can win the game, they can lose the game. I really don't give a shit. Um, um, but I think the, the relationship between um, that one white guy... <laughs> I don't know the name. Gary Bertier? The one that got, like, in a car accident. Yeah, the one that got... Yeah, Gary and then the other the Julius I believe Julius? was his name yes anyways the relationship between them two like they first started out like really hating each other and like they really learned from each other I thought that was really cool and really sweet um historical accuracy about that who knows but you know I think for artistic reasons on the movie or in the movie it was very sweet and um touching um I yeah I think that's I liked it. Like, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I actually thought it held up better than I expected it to. I thought it was going to be a little bit rah-rah, cartoonish, like, this man solved racism kind of thing. And, like, I don't think... I, I mean, you said that, but I don't think... I think that they showed a little bit of, like, that he was a little bit flawed. And even if sometimes he had, like, good intentions... He was not always like the nicest person. Yeah, um, I think some of the some of the moments were like, it's not subtle in the fact that like the music starts playing and like oh they're friends now and you know they everyone like looks at each other and smiles. It's like 
that's a little over it, it felt like it, it felt like they at least the as the dynamic existed in the film between the white and the black players i felt like they made the coming together a little bit more natural because like if you think about it when you're in high school like so much of how you view the world and things like that is influenced by your parents and th- and so it made sense that these guys like you know, like, they were raised to, like, hate each other and not trust each other. But what, it made sense that once they were able to get away from that, like, you know how it is in high school. Like, you think, you know, you think you don't like someone or you think whatever about them. And, like, you end up going to a camp with them or you go on, like, a school field trip or you sit with someone you've never sat with before. And you're like, oh, this person's actually kind of cool because most people are, like, kind of all right. Um, and, like, as kids, you're very malleable like that. You just want people like you so you end up liking them. Yeah. Like, that's, you, you can force most high schoolers into a room like and they'll end up starting getting it to get along what i found kind of unrealistic is that they went away to this camp and they're like oh we're all friends and this was over the summer and then they come back to high school and i feel like like coming back to like the real quote-unquote real world i feel like some of the white kids would kind of like go back to their old ways because of like peer pressure and, and stuff. some of them did we saw like some of them there was a little bit of like bumps in the road there like gary didn't obviously he was the one that held strong yeah i but mean there was the one uh there was the one his racist friend who actually did not exist is not a real person i'll spoil <laughs> part of the fact checking thing uh like the whole like storyline of him like like messing up blocks so that the black quarterback could get sacked and whatever like not even not a real thing oh. that, that guy did not exist um Good. he was an amalgamation of like i guess what this writer saw as like what hatred would look like i guess <laughs> and so like totally made up fictional character and storyline okay. um yeah but yeah i mean I think I think it's a little unrealistic. I mean, given the times that it's set in, I mean, I found it kind of just I found it a little too good to be true that these kids just like completely switched their ideology. I mean, I don't know because I guess to get more into the fact checking part, that part is also not realistic because it turns out they were not so they didn't hate each other so much to begin with. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but I feel like. It shows, like, you know, sports is a really good way to have people from different backgrounds come together and kind of work towards a goal. And that's basically the the heart of sports is that, you know, sport, like, teams... And- it showed the good that sports can achieve. Yeah. Like, the ideal outcome for sport is that, like, it brings people of different backgrounds and different, yeah, you know, ethnicities sure. and different interests and different like uh you know family structures and all that stuff together and you around a common goal and you know the coach was a little bit abusive in Uh, getting them there yeah um Um, but it all worked out and i mean like he i just want to say like this one my one of my the points that i'll pick at with the movie is that this part was actually semi-accurate in that uh coach herman boone was not really remembered as the nicest person by most of his players. And uh, yeah, I so I, there was actually a quote from one of his former players uh, that did not play on this team. He played on a team a couple years later. He's a kicker that actually has made it his life's mission. I'll get his full name in a minute once we go back to this. But um, he has made it his life's mission to fact check, remember the Titans. So anytime somebody's writing about Coach Herman Boone, he sends them clips. And like he has a, like a group of clippings about like, here, no, here's what this guy is actually like from newspapers at the time and things like I said and how he's changed since this movie movie has come out his message damn that's petty Um, but yeah yeah. and so this is a quote from him and uh he said herman boone treated everybody horribly no matter what race so he was like i guess he wasn't racist 
Anyways. Yeah, he was very... But this move... My, to go back, my issue with this is that um, I think it glorified that drill sergeant archetype of a head coach that we've seen is like... That's how that's you're... Not that's not how you should treat children. And that's... Not, like high schoolers and even though... I would say 90% of the people in this movie looked like they were 28, so they did not... Except like, Ryan Gosling. He actually looked really young. Yeah, was, well, he, he, they like cast like one high schooler. And yeah. it was high it's school funny Ryan to Gosling. see Ryan Gosling in like a f- football team, because he, I mean, when he was little, he was kind of scrawny, but he still looked good. He still looked good. Yeah, the, was, ki- the kicker's name, I'm going to butcher this, is Greg Paspatis? Paspatis? <laughs> Hey Greg, leave a comment in the below. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get your message out there. Just uh, um, let us know. Send us a DM. Yeah. Say what's up. And um, so I, I just I don't really agree with glorifying that type of behavior because we've seen how that goes wrong. When these coaches are given unchecked power, they can treat kids as horribly as they want. Like, sure, maybe you win some games out of that in but the short cost? term, but at what cost to these kids' mental health? And I also thought like this is a very pre-CTE football movie in that it was a chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Why couldn't you just say that? Because that's not, most people know How the fuck am I supposed to know CTE? Most people know that as CTE. It's it's the thing Who's most? It's all the head injuries in the NFL. Just say head injuries. Okay. The concussions. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The the Will Smith movie. You'll relate to this. Ah, yes. That 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 guy discovered this stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And um, so. Never saw it. Yeah, well, anyway, he kind of was one of the pioneers in discovering CTE. And um, it, like, it's a lot, basically, it's a lot of sub-concussive hits that eventually cause long-term brain damage. Yeah, that's why all these... research on this. Yeah. This movie very much glorifies those sub-concussive hits. There are a lot of scenes of guys tackling with, you know, like, going head first. And there are scenes from training camp of them, like, bashing their heads together in celebration. And the, yeah. there's this, like, it, it's very much a movie that was made, and I think it was made in 2001. So this makes sense. It was before a lot of this research was, like, mainstream. Is but, it, isn't that isn't that the cause of sometimes why a lot of, like, retired football players get depression? Yes, and... exactly. This is That's CTE. Okay. Is it manifests itself later. Depression, suicide, um, so all kinds of other, like... They, don't uh, they, like, kill other people, too? There, there have been some that have acted out with violence and, like... You know, it's clear that those kind of hits are not good for your brain, especially while it's developing at yeah, that age. especially. And this movie, again, I'm not going to fault it too much because, you it's know, even movie. if the science existed before the movie, like, it wasn't really that mainstream until probably a decade later at, like, at the earliest. Yeah. And so, I'm not, again, I'm not blaming it. It's just one of the things that doesn't hold up as well in retrospect, given what we know now. There are a couple things I was watching, and I was like, oh, you would not be allowed to show a football movie where he was coaching them to, like, do that. And yeah, was, or... Making them call him daddy—that was weird. That was kind of strange. That was that. I almost feel like Denzel Washington ad-libbed that line. They're like Denzel, you can't. He's like, no, this isn't Training Day. You have to stop. Like, you can't. There's another. No. You've never seen Training Day? What the hell is that? Oh, it's a movie. Denzel Washington plays a character that very much would probably utter that line. Uh, He's like an older veteran cop. Um, oh, it's not another Ethan football Hawk. movie. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that was very much like his character out of Training Day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ad-libbing in That Denzel. part and then the part where like, let's just it'll be the last one before we go into accuracies. But the part that the California kid came in and like, I don't, it was a weird scene. They were all like half naked in the locker room. Well, that's room. what locker rooms look like. Spoiler alert. (laughs) 
And, like, he just goes up to one of the guys and just kisses him on the lips. And then, like, it's never referenced again. Okay, so that actually leads us perfectly into our fact check. So that was very much, they were trying to show this guy's, like, a little hippie, like, California liberal culture. Like, he this kind of stuff. I feel personally stereotyped as a California person. Well, you got to remember, this is, like, this movie takes place in the 70s. So there was a very different idea of, like, what someone from I know. California he walked out. Like. He walked out of the his car and he had long hair. He had, like, brown pants on and, like, a little floral shirt. And in my head, I was like, this guy's probably from California. Yeah, and I forget what Gary Bertier called him. He called him a fruitcake. Yeah, he called him something. I'm sure it wasn't what he called him, but... He called... Yeah, he called him something that was, you know, a little bit, uh, um... Flamboyant. Yeah, it was... Well, I'm trying to think of the right word. It was a homophobic insult. Um, but, you know, and then they're all starting to walk away and the, the, the kid takes like a football, a sunshine does, Ronnie, and he throws it and it's probably like good, probably... 70 yards and hits him directly in the back of the numbers um yeah. and all the teammates have to hold him back from like charging after this guy which in real life if you learn about like the player that gary bertier was they probably undersold how good and big he was at football <laughs> um and so that was and then like that was how he got on the team and denzel washington's character is like well with with one exception you know you got to cut your hair and so they show the guy cutting his hair and that's how they lead into that locker room scene and then gary's making fun of him again and sunshine goes up and kisses him on the lips i feel like that would be you know in the the time era that would be very like taboo and like what the fuck well so you think so that part of it probably yes um that whole thing like that did not happen. I would, so yeah, duh. He, the the guy who uh the, the guy who actually like there actually is a Ronnie Sunshine, I believe his last name was Bass. Um, in part of my research for this, uh, he was he did an interview at one point where he said that he had to call his kids after he saw this movie came out and explain to them that that was not real. Like he did not actually do that. So like they can he sue? Like I don't th- I don't think that's the kind of thing he would sue over. Um, I mean, it's defamation. Is it defamation to say that he kissed someone? Wow, that was really well. I'm saying that like you could take that to court and be like, "Listen, this is nothing. You're portraying me wrong." Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that you could really argue that that was that that like was a damaging portrayal. And but again, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into libel lawsuit. But anyway, (laughs) that did not happen. Um, And also another fact: the the guys on the team um, from these uh, from the research that I've done. They all pretty much, a lot of them had long hair, about that long. Yeah. And, like, that was not abnormal for the team during that time. Really? Um, In Virginia, they all had, I would understand, like, more West Coast kind of. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just, I just really quickly want to cite the articles that I mainly am going to reference when I'm doing this. And uh, so, there is Remember the Titans is a Lie, and This Man Still Wants You to Know It by Dave McKenna of Deadspin. Um, pretty well-researched article talking to Greg Pespotis about that former kicker um, who goes around and fact-checks Herman Boone's uh, speaking engagements and things like that and coverage <laughs> that glorifies him. So oh, he's just decided that this is his hobby, which, you know, I can respect it. Hey, you know, he messed up your life. Never let it go. Never let it go. Um, we we forgive, but we never forget, Yeah, as Lucille Bluth would say. Yes. Uh, and then there's also real life spelled R-E-E-L, Remember the Titans by Jeff Marone of Page 2 of ESPN. This is a very dated blog. This is back when ESPN still had Page 2. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, the website just is like HTML-like weird. But anyway, it does not look modern. But it's still like good information and stuff like that. So I, I guess, what are the things that you would say that you felt were... Um, 
like most we could start out the fact check like this like what did you find most inspirational or most impactful about the movie let me think um i thought you know the one character he was basically the only character the white gary gary Mm -hmm. Gary? okay gary was the only one that kind of was like hey like I don't care what other people think. Like, this is my friend and this is what's going to happen. Like, even towards his mom, his mom was like, oh, I don't want to meet your new friend. And he's all like, I don't care. Like, he's my friend and we're in this together. You know, I thought that was really, really inspiring. I'm sure it probably didn't happen. Um, yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. So, you, so he dealt with some consequences from those decisions, including his girlfriend, who was played by Kate Bosworth, uh, breaking up with him. Yeah. Turns out she was not real. She was an amalgamation of like several people and characteristics that this writer felt like existed at the time. Um, and she, the real, his real girlfriend, did break up with him. That was real. She actually lived next to Coach Yost, and in a later interview, uh, he was talking about how she broke up with him. Because uh, he had too many girlfriends. It had nothing to do with uh, with tolerance or anything else. <laughs> nice. A real person. Sick. Uh, he was actually, like I said, if anything, he was slighted as a football player in this movie. Uh, he, in your, this is going to mean nothing to you, but it might to some of our audience. In 13 games, he had 42 quarterback sacks and threw opposing backs for 432 yards and losses. Which is... Is that a good thing? Those are astounding stats oh, okay. for a high school player. Um, he, as most of the players in the... So, Part of the problem with this movie, and uh, McKenna of Deadspin actually said this really well, is that it recasts the ta- their town in 1971 as, like, Birmingham circa, <laughs> circa 1963. Yeah, that's, it kind of felt like that. Yes. Um, they're apparently... So, number one, a big part of this movie is, like, they're the only integrated high school. They're, like, the one that has... They're the only one... Denzel Washington even says this in one speech. Like, we're the only ones that have to go out there and deal with racism, and, like, all these other teams are all white. Every single team that they play that season was integrated um part of the reason that their school was so good they were not underdogs they actually won that final championship game 27 to 0 um they were part of the reason that their school was like it it was brought together but it was brought together from some schools that were already semi-integrated and there were like basically three football uh, three high schools forming into one Mm -hmm. giant one which is why they had like more yeah, exactly. High school football Tron. They had more uh, talent than, like, basically anyone in the state, which is why they were so dominant and actually did finish as the number two team in the country. But they're, like, phrased as underdogs. I think they had, like, 13 shutouts that season. And, like, the drama on the football field, while I think it was well shot and it was, like, I understand why they did that for dramatic purposes, not accurate in any way. It also sounds like the players on the team... There were not all these issues about race. It sounds like the most of the issues that they had... And I, I guess... The one flaw that you could find in this logic is, like, anyone who is racist is not going to be, like, you know, like, 30 years later, they aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, I had major race issues with everyone on my team. Like, they're going to be like, no, we were all very tall, you know. So, maybe this is, like, not the most accurate, but it sounds like, based on a lot, a couple different reporters reporting and talking to different people and looking at different resources, most of these guys' issues were over that collection of football talent being brought together. They were guys that would have been starters on other teams that were being forced to take lesser roles just because there were so many good players yeah, being brought probably together. Yeah, just like all egos. Yeah, it was, a big issue. part of it was ego, and it was not like high school about boys, of segregation. Be. 
really? egos. They don't yeah. give a shit. It's football. They want to do the best. They all want to be quarterback, you know? Yeah, it sounds like the town also, like, there were no protests on the first day of school. <laughs> that was not a real thing. Uh, it was Dang. dramatized. And uh, the town mostly was pretty, um, okay like, pretty tolerant about everyone. And there's actually, like, there is uh, an instance in this Deadspin story where if you go back and you look at uh Boone's quotes from back at the time versus now he this is where we can kind of get into him a little bit and kind of what has happened like since this movie for him so at the time he was telling people like uh that he never would a he never would have taken the job if it was because of his race and that was the sole reason he was getting it and b that um you know like the town was all pretty accepting he's like oh like there's racial tensions well you could have fooled me because i have all these business owners calling me and congratulating me after every (laughs) single game and all this stuff and since the movie came out he has, and that's a big part of the Steadspin story, which I would encourage all of you to read. Again, it's uh, Remember the Titans is a Lie and This Man Still Wants You to Know. Really interesting story, actually. Um, arguably, is inter- I would actually watch a sequel of this, uh, of this movie with <laughs> this story. Um, basically, since the uh, movie came out, Herman Boone has decided to turn himself into Denzel Washington's character. Oh, God. Um, And so he's going around to speaking engagements saying that he's like, they didn't want me. They just wanted, you know, they just wanted a black guy as their head coach. And uh, everyone else was all like, "Uh, no, no, that's not true. Yeah, he ended up getting he ended up getting like there were a couple years later, there were protests on the team over how like rude he was to the players. That's what kind of led to that quote about he treated everyone horribly. So really, he was like egalitarian (laughs) and um, everything. And uh, yeah, so it just seemed and then he's talked about since like he's played it up like the movie's version of the history he um talked about how like nobody in the town was really that accepting of them it turns out he actually did deal with some hate at some point in the town he was not new to town when the season started and hired he was actually an assistant coach on that team for uh two years before getting the head coaching job god this um, whole movie's a lie <laughs> yeah he did deal with some racism uh, apparently the scene in, where he has the brick thrown through his window uh, that is not totally real, but it is based on a real incident, and Disney didn't want to show this. Somebody actually threw a toilet through his window. Oh. Um, because they were upset. And he's he actually, like, kind of was like, he's like, I-, I can't even imagine having enough hate to throw a toilet yeah, through Yeah, he was probably just, window. like, it went through his window, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and actually, that's one of the seminal scenes where, like, Cheryl, the Coach Boone, or Coach uh, Yost's only daughter is the movie. Oh, God, okay, well, quick side note on that daughter. My God. Who, what kind of little kid is that much into football? Well, like? turns out she wasn't. Um, she was one of four daughters, and they all lived with their mom. Um, and she died around age 30. And for some reason, the movie decided, with her three sisters' permission, decided to uh, make her his only child and, like, the one that lived with him. And I guess she was into football. Like, she would come to the games, and he's like, I remember her running onto the field and, like, talking to the players. She was around the team, but it was not like she is portrayed in the movie Jesus as a precocious future football coach. I know. She was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. You can't run that play. It's like, yeah. calm down. You're six. Yeah. Um, so Yost actually was dealt like arguably the biggest like this. Disser- and so I just want to quick hitters on a couple other facts and moments from the movie before we wrap this up. Um, Gary's car accident happened after the season. It did not happen before the championship game. Um, oh my God. Everything's a lie. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of dramatic liberties taken with this movie. Jesus. Um, and uh, as part of his continual uh 
turning into Denzel Washington's character from this movie, uh, Coach Herman Boone, for some event that reunited all of the uh, football team back together to get honored at like some dinner or something, which is like, that's cool uh, that they were honored. Um, he had them run in and uh, uh, sing the Remember the Titans song, like the We Are the Titans, the Mighty Mighty Titans, like that chant that they did coming into the game. Turns out that was not real. That was from the movie. He forced all of these guys as like probably 40, 50 year olds at this point to learn this dance to run into this like charity event. Oh God. And they agreed? Yeah, they agreed. I think they thought it would be fun and it's like, you know, that's how they're best known is from the movie or whatever. I guess and so. There's some of the former players that have taken issue because they're like, we know that you can't feature everyone in the movie, but like there were a lot of guys that were like apparently pretty like kind of main characters on that team. There were team leaders, whatever, that were not even featured in the movie or mentioned at the end and they're like you could have just shown a team photo so that we could all feel like we were in the movie Ooh, you know yeah. yeah because like at, at the, the end, end they only showed like the players that they had they didn't even show like real because most movies like that they show pictures of the real person yeah um anyways and so you know it's a great movie it is not the most historically accurate movie i hope that i did not bore everyone with that but it was fascinating no, it, to me it was really interesting to read about yeah, all of how... these historical and accurate and it just shows you that like when hollywood makes these movies they really mean the based part of yeah. based on a true yes. story it's like and the usually skeleton it is of it. loosely based <laughs> and i there's the three act structure and you have to make things compelling and make them fit into three acts and dramatic and yeah you have to have consolidate one's yeah. protagonist and all that stuff i understand those you have to have conflict too but it seems like this was like this guy wanted to tell a story about a segregated high school team being integrated or uh, an integrated high school team being brought together and like have like almost a martin luther king figure as a coach and he just decided to just be like well yeah it happened here and he was just he found the closest thing that he could find to that story that he wanted to tell and just kind of told it which is great i think that the movie has some great messages i just you know i think that we should note that Real life often does not live up to how history tells us it was. And usually it was far crappier. Yeah, but overall I enjoyed the movie. I think it was a good time. Um, I mean, it taught you about racism, so that's great. So Yeah, as a kid. So, you know, as a kid it taught me like that the, there were problems that existed in the past and that like we should be cognizant of them. And so, you know, that, that's great. Um, but, yeah. All right, so next week is my turn. Yes, so do you know what movie we're watching? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. it was my childhood favorite. I had it on DVD once again. watched it with my friends all the time. It is called Pink Panther with Steve Martin. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a truly awful movie for you. Oh, for is it going to be sports? Yeah, maybe. Oh, you're very predictable. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, I guess we're going to watch Pink Panther. So, as always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, it's been, Again, this has been... Wait, what? iTunes or um, Podbean. We don't do SoundCloud anymore. Oh, okay. iTunes or Podbean, I Surprise. guess. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise for me at the end of the podcast. Um, please five star leave us a five-star review on iTunes. I promise we will get to some of those in the next episode. We actually will. Mia promises, hold her to it, tweet at her if you don't. You can follow us at, we now have a Twitter account. You yes. You can follow us at. Um, good question. Mia did like the worst app possible <laughs> um, for this Twitter account. Um, well, you can also follow us on Instagram. That's where. Is the, is the Instagram actually the name of the podcast? Yes. Yeah, it's at, is this movie still good? Yes. Yeah, so the Twitter is not that for who knows Twitter what Twitter is at ITMSG podcast. Why? What? Why? There's no why in it. No, why is it oh. that? 
because it's because it's uh, a anim- is this movie still good too long yes oh well, so i had to shorten it okay I-T- well. i-t-m-s-g Oh, just rolls off the tongue. Yes, it really does. We may change that at. Um, but please follow it and follow us. Uh, I am at HM Fagan. She is at Mia Agraviador. Um, again, a thank you for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you maybe next week, I guess, when we survive Pink Panther, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>